Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. Hope you're all well on this Sunday evening. We're here with you on the Big Red Bench until 7 o'clock tonight and a packed hour of sport coming your way. We've reacted from the Bronze Secures Premier Senior Fall Championship. A memorable win for Douglas today as they defeated their old rivals Nemo Rangers. We'll be hearing from their manager Ray Keating and we're going to be talking to the Echoes John O'Shea about a famous win for Douglas. They also reacted from Castlehaven after their win today over Carberry Rangers and we're going to hear from Valley Rovers with a big win over Cargilline today. Going to be previewing the Rebel Olga Premier 1 minor football final as St. Michael's and St. Finbar's go head-to-head tomorrow night. Um, we're going to talk American football with the Cork Admirals and we're going to be talking to former Manchester City and Ireland midfielder Stephen Ireland about the uh, Stephen Ireland AstroTurf at Old Church Park in Cove. A busy hour coming your way right here on the bench. Delighted you could join us on the show this evening. A lot to get through over the next hour. We are going to start by just wrapping up all today's scores, all today's action. And as I mentioned, famous win for Douglas today in the Bonsacours Premier Senior Football Championship. As they defeated Nemo Rangers, I finished Douglas 110 at Nemo Rangers, 11 points. A late goal from Daniel Hart securing the victory today for Douglas. And we'll be hearing from their manager in just a little bit. Elsewhere results, it finished Ballancog 2.17 and Rovers 10 points. Castlehaven won 9, Carberry Rangers 11 points. Airhog won 11, Newcastle 10 points. St. Finbars won 12, Clannacilty won 5. And Valley Rovers 5-12, Cargilline 8 points. The quarterfinals will be Castlehaven versus Valley Rovers. The Bars against Airhog and Clannacilty will take on to Hallow. Douglas receiving a buy into the semi-finals. They'll face the winner of Castlehaven versus Valley Rovers. The relegation playoff will be Cargilline versus Illin Rovers elsewhere results from the Senior A Football Championship today the finished Ballon Geary won 11 O'Donovan Ross at 13 points St Michael's 10 points not agree 8 points Kish game 15 points Bishopstown won 8 Clyde Rovers 2-12 from White 2-11 Mallow 3-6 Bantry Blues 1-11 that's a 1 point win there for Mallow and Donny's beating Bandon 14 points to 8 the quarterfinals are not agree versus Donny's Ballon Geary versus Clyde Rovers St Michael's and Mallow getting buys into the semi-finals the relegation playoff will be Bantry Blues versus Bishopstown in the Premier League and it is uh, Steve uh, it is Steve Bruce excuse me taking charge for Newcastle for their Premier League clash with Tottenham today it's, uh, it's been heavily reported that Bruce would be gone before the game after the Saudi Arabia led takeover of the club and he's there in a caretaker capacity I believe it is but not going too well for them at all they were a goal up over Tottenham are now leading by three goals to one and Dombley Kane and Son with the goals for Tottenham that game was uh, suspended for a brief period in the first half owing to a medical emergency to a supporter um, in the uh, stands so that uh, delayed the game quite considerably Uh, but the second half is underway there now and four minutes gone there and it is uh, Newcastle Trail Tottenham by three goals to one meanwhile in today's other game West Ham winning by a goal to nil at Goodison Park Shane Pennington Everton nil, West Ham won and West Ham get themselves another win on the road this season. It's a consecutive Premier League game undefeated on their travels and one goal was good enough to win them the game. They dominated proceedings pretty much from start to finish and the goal on 74 minutes came when a corner from the left from Jared Bowen was met by a bonus header six yards out and that proved the difference. Everton looked like they really struggled to create anything really up front without Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin and the boot 
Yakuza full-time told you all they need to know about their display this afternoon. Everton nil, West Ham 1. So successful return uh, to Goodison Park for David Moyes and he's happy to have come on on top of a close contest I thought the game would always be tight I wasn't sure you know it could have gone 1-0 to them at times they had a couple of chances as well but I thought for, for long periods we, we had the better part of the ball and, and were in position to try and make chances which we didn't always do Look, I was thrilled to score and uh, you know thankfully we got a touch to it and it's the reaction of Everton boss a disappointed Everton boss Rafa Benitez yeah we were talking about that that they could be dangerous so it was important not concede uh, or not give them the chance and we gave or three corners that we could avoid. Still, we have some chances, and then at the end, this margin, you make a mistake, and then you concede, and it's more difficult when you play against a good team. That's where Mick McCarthy's Cardiff City beaten 3 0 by Swansea in the Championship. That's six losses in a row now for the former Republic of Ireland manager. They sit 20th in the table after today's Derby defeat. In golf, Ireland's Roy McIlroy is just two shots off the pace heading into the last day of the CJ Cup and the PGA Tour in Las Vegas. He carried a fantastic 62 yesterday that left him on 19 under par. He is uh, two shots behind the leader, America's uh, Ricky Fowler. They're ching off alongside Abram Hanser at 10 to 8 this evening. And in snooker, Mark Allen and John Higgins will contest the final of the Northern Ireland Open this afternoon. Allen leading 3 2. Or excuse me, a level of four apiece, I should say, in their best of 17 frames matchup. They'll play to a finish tonight. It's the first to nine will take the title there, but they could be separated after today's afternoon session. We are going to start the show, though, with Gaelic Games and that fantastic win for Douglas today over Nemo Rangers. The champions out. Douglas, uh, victory for them today. 110 to 11 points is how it finished. Uh, John O'Shea was there and spoke to Douglas Boss Ray Keating. Oh, delighted, delighted to get the win, qualified for the semi-final, case of job done for us. Um, you know, second half in particular, really good performance, so um, delighted with the result now, and I think we've gotten just reward for, for our performances so far this year. Yeah, and I think, as a conscious note today, I think you're into, into the semi-final, so it must be very, very pleasing. Yeah, very, very pleasing for us to, to qualify directly for the semi-final, you know, we, we take huge pride in being a dual club, our hurlers are going well at the moment, they've got a quarter-final next week, so, you know, if we can reduce the game, for our players then that's ideal um, but you know nothing is, is won today you know we've qualified for a semi-final we need to drive it on again next today and, and look we probably need to improve our performance I think we'd hold our hands up to that particularly in the first half probably wasn't good enough um, so you know a lot to work on there in the next couple of weeks before that game Yeah and I suppose even one thing you must be pleased I presume is, is the, by the character that the, that the players showed at the end of the day Yeah yeah it was huge um, you know I think um, there's times that we haven't been able to show that it's been inside us we haven't been able to show it, but I think we showed in spades today and really took ownership of it really trusted ourselves and, and, and took our opportunities when they came yeah and I suppose the opportunity so right at the end there um, so then you have to um, he stepped up and what would be his finish of the goal wasn't it yeah unbelievable finish um, so he, he makes those runs all the time he gets in really good positions he's, he's very unselfish and he normally will kind of pass it off to somebody else with the, the opportunity open up for him and hit it with everything he had and it was a great finish yeah and as a whole, you could kind of send it a full time with the celebration, but I mean, if you refer to sum up, how much like does it, would a win like today mean for, for Douglas, the club as a whole? Ah, uh, yeah, look, I, I, I think we were very disappointed when we went out last year, so look, there's always a bit of rivalry between us and Nemo, but it, it's nothing but respect. Yeah. Um, they're a brilliant club, we have some brilliant games about them, so this is really like the emotion at the end is just about us winning and us qualifying. There was, you know, a lot of our street leagues kids there, so it's great for them to, to see the seniors winning. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just for you know, obviously, when I saw some the draw would have been made, um, I saw the, for the group stages, uh, for the 21 championship, 
your case, well, you're Ian Paddy, would have been in the knuckle stage, so I suppose you're in the business end of the competition, you must be actually doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's the case of job done. Like, I mean, uh, it was our first goal to get out of the group, we've achieved that, and now it's just about driving it on from there. The Big Red Bench on Cork, Shed FM, that is uh, Douglas Boss, Ray Keating. Now, John O'Shea was there, support on the game, and afterwards I talked to him about the significance of that Douglas win. Okay, we just heard from Ray Keating there. John O'Shea was at the game today. He joins us on the line now. And John, that is an incredible win for Douglas. Oh, it's, it's, it's a, that's an understatement. I would say really. So what, it was absolutely incredible. You know, um, just a, 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 a probably one of the most famous days in, the, in, their, in their footballing kind of history, probably I would say in recent times. It was a shadow of those. You know, you could even see it full time. You know, you, you know, it's a round robin game. I know they were still on the line, but you nearly would have felt it was a, a county semi final or, or even a final if they were after winning. So you, you, you would see for the Douglas players like this one. This one had meant, meant a, a, an awful lot to them, and it, it, it was probably it was the case that John you know, Nemo in the last couple of years they they kind of faced each other, Nemo and Douglas. That Douglas or Nemo kind of had their number, you know, and they and they they had a kind of fairly comfortable. If it went by some way a couple of years ago, but you know. Absolutely incredible results, and I think as well, probably the, it, the biggest shafts the whole championship. Then probably Nemo knows, you know, it's really it's it, it's kind of a seismic. Um, it's going to seismic effect on the whole championship as a whole, and it really just throws the whole championship completely open now. Mm, certainly does. And what kind of what type of um, game was it, John? Was it kind of nip and talk? Was it kind of a, a nervy kind of fraught affair? What kind of game was it? I tell you what, no, even I suppose, especially the way the first half was going, you, Nemo were ahead six points to three at half time but they could and perhaps probably could have and should have been further ahead of um, the half time break because like they had, a, they had a, most of the ball and they, they had a number of kind of chances that went to begging as well and you know the, 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 you know, the longer the game went on as well even the second half there was a few wides and opportunities Nemo had that went to begging and Joe you know, the door was kind of left open when that, and when the door was left open you know um it, it's up to a team to seize that opportunity and you know, credit to Douglas, you know, their desire and their heart and they really kind of had a strong latter stage to the game and they really, you know, um, and their, their legs as well through the latter stage, they really kind of drove them on, you know, and um, so we won't stand your, won't stand your hats and the full-back up and got a goal um, in heading towards the final 10 minutes. I think they, they really kind of sensed it then, you know, and this, this game was there for the taking but like, if, you know, it, 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 over the whole thing, probably you, you would have felt maybe for large spells of the game, it was probably going to be going Nemo's way. But so, like once the door was left ajar, and it, like Douglas kind of the opportunity was there, and Douglas kind of grabbed him mm. with both hands. And John, um, I believe that's um, Douglas's first senior championship win over their near neighbours as well. So a, a double cost of celebration, I guess. And there was great scenes at the final whistle, I believe. Oh, there was. I mean, it was, it was incredible. You know, you, you could see this is a real, real kind of a united camp um, in Douglas. And you know, it, it, it what's interesting as well because the, the way they've kind of they've approached this year is that you know, like in terms of there's there's not much of it. Like in terms of dual players, you know, like there was no Cadigan thing today or no Shane Kingston. So they're kind of concentrated with the hurlers. So like, bit, you could just see there's kind of a, a young like and a vibrant kind of a, a Douglas group. And the the, the, the likes of um, Connor Russell was brilliant then. Um, Brian Hatton as well had a very good game. The likes of Alan O'Hare, who's kind of been around um, maybe kind of Cock and Bridge teams in the last couple of years as well. But, like, it, you know, it, it's probably a win overall as well. You know, I think they're their footballers now, as a result of today, they topped the group into semi final. The hurlers, the same, you know what I mean? So, overall, it, it, it's it's a tight times for Douglas and a very tight times across the board for the club. And John, for Nemo Rangers, they'll have a long winter now to think about this. Where do they go from here? 
you know, it's probably, you know, I mean, that's what's one thing we have to say probably on a day like today as well. You know, I think they probably have been, they have been incredible county champions and I think that's what I always suppose they have to make, I have to make that yeah. point as well over the last two years or the last couple of years. Like every challenge that has been thrown at them, they've, um, they've managed to overcome and, um, you know, I'd say that the kind of the one team I think you know once maybe once the dust settles, I'd say that the kind of size nobody would want to be facing them um, in the championship when next year comes around again because like when your players like I suppose the likes of Luke Conley in your team and others as well for me, you know that kind of says it all really. You know, and I think maybe that when I was making the point of being a wide open to the kind of size, if they had, if they had progressed through, you know, um, obviously the results elsewhere, I mean Valley Rovers and. Um, uh, got the got the second place in this group into the knockout stages. I mean, Nemo would be the kind of team. I think if they were in the, in the knockout stages and um, in the coming weeks, I think nobody that's left in it probably would want to be facing them. And mm. so I think that it would be definitely be the same um, once the dust settles and when the twenty twenty two kind of football championship comes around. John Douglas have gotten a buy into the semi final as well. Is that a good thing, or I mean, like would a club like Douglas prefer to be out in the quarterfinals and keep that momentum going? Um, it's it's an interesting one. So maybe I suppose, as you said, like that momentum now, as that a win like today can bring as well. You know, it's it it says a lot. But um, I think you know, I'd say from from a dog's perspective, even the really key thing for like who's talking after the game, I'd say it was kind of more or less along the lines that maybe you know, it, it kind of gives them maybe a bit more time to maybe you know kind of just make sure the bodies are right and you know, in terms of preparation. You know, um, so like I think it'll definitely. Whoever they do face, I think that like at the moment it it, it could be the winner of Castlehaven and Valley Rovers, and that's what the, the draw and, mm. as it stands. But like, I think it, it could be be jigged around if um if Valley because I think obviously with the group stages they're trying to avoid teams who played each other in the group stage. So like if Valley Rovers were to beat Castlehaven, it, it, it could be slightly rejigged a bit. But I don't. I, I'd say out in the Douglas Club, the Douglas Clubhouse tonight. I'd say <laughs> that'd be the least of their worries anyway. So they're in the knockout stages and they're. They'll be celebrating a, 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 an absolutely famous win for the club. And you can read John's report on echolive.ie. John, thanks for talking to us today. Thanks, Rory. Yeah, certainly a very, very famous win indeed uh, for Douglas this evening or this afternoon. A uh, fantastic win for them. Uh, Tottenham still 3-1 up on Newcastle. 60 minutes gone on the clock there. Uh, more reaction from the Bonsecours Premier Senior Football Championship. Castlehaven beating Carberry Rangers today 1-9 to 11 points. A ding-dong battle and a narrow, narrow win for Castlehaven in the end. Our man Jer McCarthy was there and spoke to the Havens. Brian Hurley. OK, Brian Hurley, a tough, hard-fought West Cork derby, but she came out on top in the end. Uh, delighted with the win. Maybe not enough to get into the semi-finals, but for now, you're through to the knockout stages. Yeah, look, and that was, that's what we came here for today. We knew, you know, West Cork derbies aren't easy, so... Um, look, we came, we said, we actually said for the game, we only wanted one point win, and that's the way it went. Um, I don't think you get an easy game in West Cork, so... We knew, obviously, Ross would be up for it in the position they're in, so... Um, you know, I suppose we really... Questions are asked when we don't 14 men and we're very happy with how we came out of You got 1-6 with that goal very early on the pass from Michael that you palmed into the net how crucial it, that, that turned out to be then. Yeah, it gave us a good start but I suppose I could have made a lad's life a bit easier there in the second half and similar position I just put a bit too much on it but that's the way it is I, I'd rather went in but uh, yeah, look I'll have to look back at that one As you said yourself when you went down temporarily to 14 players you really dug in and stopped Carberry Rangers from making any headway Yeah, look it's something we worked on you know you know, you always work on someone if you're up or down a minute and uh, I think everyone knew what to do straight away and that's, that's the key of a 
good panel, you know, fellas know the roles in different positions and uh, it was a tough one and we knew they were going to come at us. Uh, but look, I think we answered the questions and, you know, in the end there, there was still a chance maybe to go for a goal and we took the point, which is the right option. And just finally, this team obviously wants to go one better than last year. He lost, obviously, it was played this year against Nemo Rangers in the final, but this team wants to go one step further. Yeah, look, that's what we trained for. That's why we, we we put in, you know, even leading up to the county final, we put a lot of training in for this season. Um, and look, I think you can see there, there's a, there's a very good young panel. You know, Robbie Minahan, a lot of young fellas getting their chance. Jack Shine there again, um, putting up their hand. And there's other, there's older fellas, you know, uh, Tomas Larry and Shane Hurley, 38, 39, pushing on, pushing fellas on the team, which is good. And that's what you need if you want to be contending, like, you know what I mean? So we're happy with the position we're in and we're looking forward to the next game, whoever it may be. Castle Havens, Brian Hurley there speaking to Jared. Thanks to the uh, text who's text in to remind us that there's no celebrations in the Douglas, Douglas Clubhouse tonight as the roof is currently being replaced and it is closed. I'm sure there'll be celebrations elsewhere this evening for Douglas GA Club after that win over Nemo Rangers. Thank you to the texter for that. Uh, going to hear more from Castle Haven there, boss James McCarthy. Uh, James McCarthy, Castle Haven manager. As expected, you got the battle and the tough game from Carby Rangers that you knew you'd get. But considering you didn't have Damien Cahillan and considering you were down to 14 players for a 10 minute period in the second half, you must be delighted with the way your team came through. Yeah, I suppose we'd be delighted with some aspects of it. We wouldn't be delighted with more. Um, I was, uh, we were well in top down stages and we didn't, we weren't clinical enough maybe around the goal. But saying that, like, Chases like we knew that Ross weren't going to come here to make up the numbers. We were after serious battles with Ross down the years, and them being a the kick of a ball in it, and um, they were battling for their lives there. And, and you know, it could have gone any, any way it in, but I was uh, very happy with our finish again that we were able to cope the field and get that winning point and worlds better together than Mark Collins. And um, throughout that game, there was, n- there was nothing in it, as you said, like in both teams going hammer and tongs at it. But that early goal from Brian settled you, and I think it proved crucial in the end. Yeah, sure. Look, this time of the year, especially, you can see the conditions. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, lot of rain yesterday. Conditions are heavy. So, any time the ball hits the ground, you, you nearly have it lost. So, it, it's in the game for forward. So, yeah, you get a goal in these conditions. Three points, four points are hard to get back. It takes a lot of energy. It does, and that was the thing. The pitch is in good condition, but the wet, slippery conditions. Like this is where your this is where your strength and conditioning came into there. Yeah, look uh, again, and and your bench were able to blood fellas there. We we started Andrew Helton today. This is, you know, we, we knew we were, we were going to be in the quarter final of the county, and we wanted to see fellas. And um, you know, we, you know, if we push came to shove, maybe we could play Damien today. But we said no, we're going to have another day out. And that day, we don't know who you're playing just at the moment, but the fact that you're into the quarterfinals, obviously from talking to Brian Hurley earlier, this team wants to go one step further than it did last year. Losing to Nemo in the final was a disappointment, but the raw material is there to go and do that now. Well, yeah, and I suppose every other team is the same. Just how there, the Nemo knocked out, so that gives life to every team, right? Hmm. Um, saying that, you know, the, uh, I think, you know, the Clans and the Belly Rovers and all these teams are coming now, so, uh, you know, they won't be a kick of a ball in these quarterfinals. It's great to see, it's a super competition, and I, I'd be hoping Intercounty seen it go the same that with a bit of excitement like you had a crowd here this evening local derby you know a battle what I'd like to win easier but it's exciting stuff the big red bench on Cork's Red FM and that is Castlehaven boss James McCarthy there speaking to Ger McCarthy after their win today over Cabri Rangers 1-9-2-11 points that sees them go into a quarter-final with Valley Rovers so had a big win today 5-12-8 points over Carragher Line we are going to hear from the uh, Valley's boss Paul Holland talking I do, yeah, I do I think um, we were very disappointed with our performance against Douglas we just didn't turn up in the day um, you know there was two weeks of hurling after the Nemo match we never got to meet up after that game and I just think it had a small bit of effect on us for the Douglas match we weren't tuning in fully at all 
no, that's just Douglas came at us that day and deservedly won the game. Should, they should have won by more. But uh, we were very, very disappointed with that. And we came down here today concentrating on winning this game. By the number of points we wanted to win, we weren't depending on anybody else. That mm. was our that was our thoughts for today. You didn't get risk for complacent after beating you, feeling like that. Uh, well, you know, I wouldn't say it was complacency. It's just that we didn't get to meet up after the Nemo game. There was two weeks of Premier to meet at hurling after it. Mm. We never got to debrief it or park mm. it or put it away. And then when we got back, it was the Tuesday night before the Douglas game, and we just didn't ever got to the pitch of it mm. in that week. And if you don't at this level, you're going to get found out. Mm. And your performance today, are you, would you be happy with it? I am, yeah. I'm very happy with it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, while we pressure again, we had to come down. We were looking at the scoreboard, you know. It's just one thing, going to win a game. Other thing, having to know you have to win with a certain amount of points to guarantee your own stuff. So there's an extra bit of pressure on that. You could lose focus, but delighted with the work rate and uh, the focus of everybody there today. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. You just mentioned looking at the scoreboard. Um, your first three scores of the second half, then were all goals. Is that kind of what the message was at halftime? Well, the message was win each quarter by as much as we could. Yeah. We broke it down to 15 minutes. We couldn't look any further than that. Um, you know... I think it just uh, once we got a bit of confidence from getting in front, then we started to play good football and retain possession in the forward line like we did against Nemo and created the scores. You know, we didn't do that against Douglas at all, like you know. And in terms of Owen O'Reilly came off the bench as well, is maybe unfortunate not to start obviously with some impact coming on as well. Oh uh, yeah, he's a handy substitute. Yeah, I know, look, come here. We've a bench there now and um, you know, if you get a start in Jersey you're gonna have to use it because you know, there's guys there on the bench well capable of playing senior football and, you know, all the subs had an impact there today, so that's what you need. You're, you're going nowhere without that at this level. You did hard with starting as well today, I know. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, the, the new championship is great for the spectators, but, like, sure. the dual players there, lads, this is their seventh week in a row. The weekend off for the college's divisions, we were in the Southeast Junior A hurling final. Yeah. And, like, you know, they have to face into Kilworth now next weekend and whoever we get in the draw the weekend after. I think it's a great system, but uh, dual clubs are going to suffer big time. And you're only getting up players picking one code and giving up the other one, which is nothing. We we don't want to see that. That's fair enough. Yeah, how demanding is that going to be on the players now over the next few weeks, given that you're in the knockout stage of the hurling and the football? It's just nine nine championship matches with nine weeks in a row. I mean, it's, you know, professional sports, professional soccer players in England barely do that. These guys are working Monday to Friday, nine to five. So I do think, look, the system is excellent for excitement and spectators, but its structure needs. Is, this structure is absolutely crippling dual clubs. And just on uh, your own team, obviously, you're now into the knockout stages. Um, obviously, the aim is to go as far as you can and try and win it. Yeah, look, we were, again, we were very disappointed with the quarterfinal last year against Duhalo. It was a game we should have won. We lost by a point. I think we had 15 wides on the night. And But look, preparation now again. It's hurling for the week. Try and beat Kilworth in that, and then we'll get them the week after again. We'll do, we'll do our best. Interesting stuff there from uh, Valley Rovers boss Paul Holland on the demands being placed on dual clubs with the new uh, championship formats. Uh, they advanced today to the uh, quarterfinals after that win over Carragher Line 5-12 to 8 points was how it finished today. So the quarterfinal lineup is Castlehaven versus Valley Rovers St Finbars versus Sarah Og and Clonakilty against to Hallow Douglas uh, as we mentioned with John earlier uh, getting a buy into the semi-finals they'll face the winner of Castlehaven against Valley Rovers and Carrigline and Ellen Rovers um, will be the relegation playoff the Senior A Football Championship quarterfinals Notting Green versus Donnies uh, Ballangiri against Clyder Rovers St Michael's and Mallow getting buys into the semi-finals there and that relegation playoff we'll see Bantu Blues face Bishopstown
Going to continue to talk uh, Gaelic games. Just a quick update on the Premier League. Still 3-1. Uh, Tottenham leading away to Newcastle United in the Premier League. Uh, 70 minutes gone on the clock there at St. James's Park. But uh, the uh, Premier, the Rebel Oak minor Premier 1 football final taking place tomorrow night St Finbars and St Michael's going head to head and what should be an absolute cracker tomorrow evening St Michael's getting the better of Nemo Rangers on penalties in the semi-final while St Finbars got past Ballancolic on the other side of the draw Aidan Lee he's been speaking to both managers ahead of the decider here is with St Michael's boss John Holly. St Michael's minor football boss John Holly is on the line thanks for speaking with us no problem Aidan uh, it took penalties to reach the final and see off Nemo Rangers is that the first time you've been involved with a team that went to penalties it certainly is yeah and uh, <laughs> I could do without it happening again to be honest it was absolutely heart stopping it wasn't good for the mind or body but sure look at least we came through it anyway um, yeah it was, it was fierce drama altogether in that day you know um, like even before the penalties we were dead and buried like we were six points down with five or six minutes to go in normal time and we managed to put a load of the fire and we were down two points in extra time in the second half and managed to pull it back level so at either of those stages I suppose we'd have taken penalties but um, yeah look it was great it was obviously a massive pose for young fellas to come through it but um, you know it was like I said it was uh, it was heart stopping like but look um, however you get to a final you don't mind and I suppose it's all about you know, performing the final now and trying to get over the line, you know? Exactly, a real uh, test of, of character. So I actually didn't realise, I was looking at the results, I got confused. I didn't realise they added on the, the goals from the penalties to the actual final score. I didn't realise that was the way it worked, but uh, it went down as 5-11, I think, to 2-14, the final score or something. That's right, yeah. It was 2-11 to 114 was the final score, I think, and then the, the penalties were 3-1, yeah. And, and the goalkeeper, Mikey O'Connell, of course, was the hero. He saved three and, and scored the winner. Stuff you wouldn't even dream of before a game. Oh, it was absolutely outrageous. Yeah, yeah. In fairness to Mikey, look, I mean, he was the Cork minor keeper this year. He's he's um, he's come on an awful long way, you know. Um, he only started playing goals about two years ago. Um, he did play out the field before, but um, yeah, he's come on leaps and bounds and cool as a breeze, you know. There wasn't, like, you're looking around at, in fairness, it's awful pressure on 16, 17 year olds when it gets that penalty shootout, like in a championship semi final. I'm not actually sure that, you know, it's the best way of doing it, but. Um, Mikey stepped up and said, "I'll take a penalty, no problem." Like so, to save three penalties and then turn around and and slot away the winner. Like it was, uh, it really was rather over stuff, right? I suppose you can't really piggyback on that momentum because you have the kind of few weeks break between that. You kind of have to come back down to earth. But uh, I suppose you at least you have the recovery time then, though, for, from that game. Yeah, no, definitely. No, it's been it's been hectic. Like um, recently, actually, Eden, you know. So I mean, like you've had um, football and hurling activity, obviously. And also, like, lads have gone back to school. So, I mean, there's there's even schools hurling matches on today. We have a couple of lads involved in them. I just hope they come through with it. Um, there's, you know, other sports going on as well, rugby and soccer. So, like, recovery is has been crucial the last few weeks, you know. And it's, you know, like you said about piggybacking on the momentum, right, we, we've kind of had to park the semi-final a bit and say, right, the, the euphoria and the delirium of that is gone now and just focus on the final, you know, because it's a different game completely and... Like the semi-final will only be remembered as much as it should be if we win the final, you know. So it's 
we've had to we've had to bring him down towards a small bit, but I I, know, I don't think that's a problem. No, I think they realise the job that's ahead of them, and you know it's fairly easy for them to focus on the bars because you know the bars have have beaten us in the last two finals, under fifteen, under sixteen. So there's no no real problem getting the focus um, for the final. I was actually just going to say, uh, usually uh, at underage, I suppose the sides would have met each other through the years, and it's no different here. No, no, no. The sides are very familiar with each other, really. You know, um, going back to like say when I suppose when competitive action really kicks in at under fourteen, like. Um, under 14, 15, 16 um, and like I said we met in the last two county finals and the Bears have, have got the better of us in the two of those so like we're up against it you know but um, look you know I think we're I think we're improving and the Bears are probably improving as well to be fair so look um, we're just going to give it our best shot put our best foot forward on, on Monday and um, you know uh, look with young fellas and with any team really in county finals like it's about on the day or on the evening as the case may be Um you know who stands up more and who who takes their chances more. So we'll just have to see. Hopefully we can um, we can do the business. Well, John, best of luck and uh, thanks a million for coming on the show. No problem at all, Aidan. Any time. Thanks very much. That's John Holly there, St Michael's boss, ahead of tomorrow's Rebel Oak Premier One Minor Football Final uh, as they take on St Finbar's. Their boss is Luke McCarthy. He's also been speaking to Aidan. St Finbar's Minor Football Manager Luke McCarthy joins me. Luke, thanks for coming on. No problem at all. Uh, it was a tight affair against Bell and Colleague in the semi-final, but uh, as they say, goals win games, and you got two first-half goals that proved to be the difference. Yeah, in fairness, the lads worked hard against a good Bell and Colleague team, and you know, at the end of the day, it was a, a team performance, and uh, the lads worked the ball well going forward. And look, the the two goals were were, were crucial, and and look, the, the the performance from the subs as well that came on. Look, the, the main, the most important thing is. The, the subs are as crucial as the players that start the game and uh, it went it went our way in the second half as well so look we're glad to be in a final again It's a really hectic period for, for these young guys especially for a club like the Bears it must be fit to lock them into their homes I'd say to keep them fresh for Monday Yeah it is very hard because we were only saying there that um, last Saturday was the first Saturday since the end of July that the lads had off because they were playing hurling championship, football championship and vice versa. So it was it was a hectic period. So trying to manage the lads over the last two weeks has been very, very hard. But to be fair, the schools have been very good and the schools have been very supportive of us trying to trying to mind the lads. I understand these two teams have met in the uh, the under fifteen and sixteen finals in, in the last two years. You've come out on the right side on both occasions. So there's there's plenty of familiarity there between the two sides. Yeah and in fairness like a lot of the lads there go to school together so look there's a great rivalry as well and there's look there's great friendship as well so look there'll be a very very even game uh, two, two very very good teams so hopefully Monday night goes goes our way but um, it will be a fantastic game. Yeah do you think uh, say Michaels I suppose they You'd be wary of that kind of that edge they might have that they're out for revenge for those those two losses. Well, you could you you could see it that way, or you 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 could see you could see it our way, and then we try and like we we try and win the third one. So look, it'll be an absolutely fantastic occasion. Um, look, and I, I suppose even management wise there, like myself and Aidan have been with this group since they're under five and we have a Don Grady involved and like Ross of the Wire there is in an ex senior player from the Bears and Pack O'Neill the goal the goalie and Mick Dillon. So like look, we've all been there. Um we know the lads very, very well. So they will they, like look, M- Michaels will give us a fantastic game and look for a spectator from point of view, the spectator it'll be a great game for a spectator. Absolutely, and of course St. Finn Bears are no strangers to county finals, but I imagine there's there's still always a huge buzz around around the club heading into the a decider. 
Yeah, huge, a huge buzz. In fairness, the lads are in good form and look, bringing a lot of support from the club. And there's a lot of been, there's been a lot of good, good wishes from the club. And even there, our physio and doctor, Paul O'Keefe, the, the senior manager, he's always in and around helping us with, doc, with, with any any issues that we have with needles or injuries. So it is a great buzz, and look, they're very supportive outside. Well, Luke, best of luck, and uh, thanks a million for taking the call. Cheers, I appreciate it. Thanks a million. And the very best of luck indeed to both uh, St. Finbars and St. Michael's in tomorrow's uh, Premier One Rebel Oak uh, Minor Football Championship Final. All right, still to come on the show, we're going to talk to Cork Admirals about uh, a busy week for the club, a busy couple of weeks for the club as uh, they prepare to return to senior action and the junior final next week. But up next, we're talking football with Stephen Ireland. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. You're listening to the Big Red Bench. Roy here with you until 7 p.m. in the Premier League. Still uh, Tottenham leading Newcastle by three goals to one. West Ham beating Everton by a goal to nil earlier on today. And it's the football we go to next because the Cove for Football Project uh, is coming close to completion with the Stephen Ireland AstroTurf at Old Church Park in Cove. The former Ireland international has been a huge supporter of the project. To get more information on it, Colm has spoken to Stephen Ireland earlier on today. So it's a big day for the football community down in Cove next Saturday as they have the official opening of their brand new AstroTurf facility. It's a fantastic pitch, all organised by Cove for Football in association with its clubs, Cove Ramblers, Cove Wanderers, Springfield Ramblers and Springfield AFC. And the man behind it is a man who played for Cove Ramblers as a young fella himself, went on to play in the Premier League with the likes of Aston Villa and of course Man City and of course played international football with the Republic of Ireland as well. Mr. Stephen Ireland and Stephen Ireland will have his own Stephen Ireland selection playing a match down there for the opening next Saturday morning as well and he joins me now Stephen how are you? Hi yeah all is well thanks Great and uh, I mean it's a, it's a great idea and it's a great thing for Cove I suppose and for the football clubs in Cove um, to have this and it's going to be a wonderful facility isn't it? It is and it's looking great at the moment from the you know the pictures and videos I've seen myself and I've been back there a couple of times in the last month um, and I'm due back on Thursday again but it, it's looking really good and it's probably long overdue um, to have something like that there and yeah everyone's excited about it a good buzz about it and you know hopefully it'll help all the kids develop as well of course you know I think Cork and Cove produce a lot of great talents um, and I think you know Cove in particular, hasn't really had much of a facility to probably harness all that, and hopefully this can be a bit of a tool for them to, you know, find some good players and develop some good players, and you know, start them on their journey. And it's a big opening day for it then next Saturday, so you're having a, a couple of games during the day, and you're having an event that night, which we'll speak about in the minute as well. But during the day, um, it's going to be a Stephen Ireland selection taking on Springfield, I think, and then there's going to be a few other matches as well, is it? Yeah, there's, we're, we're going to be playing the game um, first to... It's going to be a small ceremony from 11 o'clock um, to probably 11.20, 11.30, and then my team's going to play uh, Springfield. So I have 13, 14 lads, you know, some coming over from England with me. Um, Cork Airport being closed has been a disaster, but yeah. we've, made it, we've made it work. Um, so I've got, yeah, maybe a handful of lads coming over from England, um, a few lads who have grew up and played with from Cove. Um, my son who plays for Stoke and, you know, Ireland under 18s, 19s is going to come and play as well. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun and I'm looking forward to the game as well. Uh, it should be, it's nice to kind of get a bit of a run around and 
should be kind of a, a nice cause as well. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that next Saturday. So it should be fun. Next Saturday, and what time is that game going to be on, Stephen? I reckon the game will kick off eleven thirty. Um, the ceremony should be hopefully twenty thirty minutes long, kind of cutting the ribbon, and, and then the first game will be um, by eleven, yeah, against Springfield. So it should be it should be uh, an interesting game. Great stuff, and there's going to be a few other games then across the day involving um, Cove Ramblers and Cove Wanderers and so on as well. But the Stephen Ireland eleven, you mentioned your son is going to be involved. Anyone else that we might know of who'd be involved? Yeah, like I say, Cork Airport being closed has been a bit of a disaster because four or five lads have pulled out from ex-teammates from Man City just purely because them landing in Dublin, travelling down, playing the game, and kind of getting back again. A lot of them have commitments on TV the next day and like Sky Sports and BT Sports. Mm. So a lot of big names actually pulled out, unfortunately. But I have a couple of good ones coming still. Um, Emil Heskey's going to be coming. Uh, Neda Manuha, who's at Man City with me as well. So... Yeah, and then just just some lads over here that you know played semi pro who are just friends um, who I play on the five side regularly with, and like I say, my son's going to come back. Um, well, both my sons are actually going to come back, but you know I think it would be nice if say my dad, me, and both my sons are on a pitch at one time. Uh, I think it'd just be a nice little milestone stone for us and as a family. So yeah, we're 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 looking forward to it, and you know it should be it should be a good game. I think we're. Well, I, I presume they're going to take it reasonably serious as well. So, yeah, it should be fun. should be absolutely fantastic. And that is on the new AstroTurf pitch in Cove next Saturday um, after 11am. It's going to be brilliant. And you'll get to yeah. see yourself and the likes of Emil Heskey and all the lads and your son and everything playing as well. Um, so, Stephen, like we mentioned that you played a big part in making this happen. Tell us about uh, a bit about why you got involved and tell us a bit about Cove for football and why you felt that you wanted to help out here. Well, basically, the club have made a lot of money off me kind of making my moves from, you know, Man City and Aston Villa and Stoke and so on. So they generated quite a lot of money um, based on that. And they just kind of left us sitting in a pot for many years and didn't really do anything with it. And, you know, didn't probably come up with the right idea what to do with it. And, you know, finally, they kind of brainstormed, got together and they put this project in place. And, yeah, they've, they've built this pitch um, purely from the money that I've I've generated, but they've also done a lot of. I think they've generated a lot of money themselves as well. Like they've worked really hard. They haven't, you know. There's a lot of really good people behind this who've given an awful lot of time, um, and I'm, which I'm very grateful for. Because when I've been back there and I'm seeing the how it's developing and how it's growing, it's it's amazing. It really, is. it's actually quite emotional for me to be honest. And you know. Until I was, when I'm over here and they're telling me what they're doing and sending pictures, you can't, you know, you can't get a real feel for it till you're actually there yourself. And when I was there, it, it is quite emotional and something that, like I say, I'm really proud of. And just being some absolutely amazing people in the background, you know, deserve a lot of credit for what they've they've done here. And 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 yeah, like they've used the money to good use now. And like I say, it's it's something hopefully that the next generation of talents and people can. You know, it's also just for health for the for the kids. You yeah. know, just to be in a team sport, team environment, and get them off the playstations and stuff. <laughs> you know, it's, it's and like I said, Cove have had a lot of talented people there. They, they really do, and hopefully, this can be, you know, a little a little bit of an incentive for them to hopefully kick on. And you know, you, you just never know where it could lead to for some people. 
You'd certainly hope so. And I'm looking at some videos and pictures of it here and it looks great. It's the old church park development in Cove, Cove for football. And it's going to be a great facility, I think, for all the clubs in Cove. And as you say, for the young players coming through and it might produce a few future stars and so on. Um, there's an event that night then as well, Stephen. Obviously, the game is there for during the day um, at 11am that anyone can go along to the opening ceremony and watch your selection against the other teams in action as well. Um, and then you have an event that night as well in the Radisson. So it's going to be kind of a, a fundraiser and a bit of fun and a bit of crack as well, I think. Think, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And again, like, you know, it's going to be a good opportunity for me to have spent some time with my family and my, my friends and, you know, my wife's come back for it and some really good people are going to be coming to it. And it's just going to be nice to be able to, you know, relax and blow off some steam after what everyone's been through with COVID yeah. and all the situation. You know, it, it's, I think it's going to be really nice. Like I say, it's a really nice day from, you know, playing the game to the night, the night do as well. It should be, it should be a really good day. And uh, like I say, I'm, I'm really excited for it. And you know, uh, like it's a quite an emotional thing for me, especially for me, for my kids as well. You know, my my, my dad, I suppose. You know, for them to be able to see how far I've kind of come with things. And yeah, it's it, all in all, I think that that Saturday should be a really good day. Yeah, it's going to be a real kind of family thing for you. Is the, is the vibe I'm getting, Stephen? It is, it is, and you know, I'm, I'm just going to make the most of this because you know, this doesn't come around often, and you know, everybody, like I say, has worked really hard for many years. Um, so you know, it's 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 a nice little, I guess, little reminder of where you know where everyone is for me, for me, for my career, and how hard people have put in so much effort into this, and and yeah, like I say, it, it should be a nice a nice weekend. I'm heading back myself on Thursday, so. I'm looking forward to, to everything, yeah, and obviously I want to win the game as well, of course. Of course. You know, I'm not back there just to chase a ball around. Hopefully we can uh, get the business done as well. You've still got the competitive edge anyway. We like to see that. Um, <laughs> uh, that that's very yeah. important. Very, very important. And I'm sure all the yeah. other lads coming over will as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, they're, they're making a lot of effort to come over, which I'm grateful for. So I think everyone wants to come over and obviously make the most of this. Um and yeah, it should, it should be a good watch. Hopefully, you know, hopefully there's, there's a decent enough crowd come to watch it, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, it could be a decent showing. Should be great if anybody does want to go down. As we said, watch the Stephen Ireland eleven, watch the the other teams, watch or see the new pitch down in Cove, uh, eleven a.m. next Saturday, and then the event in the Radisson Blue in Little Island um, uh, to to follow on from that later on that evening. There's tickets for that. I think they're nearly gone, but there might be a few left. You can email Cove for football, Cove for football, the letter four at gmail.com for more on that as well. Um, just finally, Stephen, you've been spending a bit of time in Cork recently. I met you at the the under seventeens game, the international, the other night. Um, you're watching. Cahal Heffernan I know you're good pals with Rob and you've been helping Cahal out a lot as well um, and your own son is involved as you mentioned with the underage setup. so it's nice to see some good players coming through there as well isn't it? It is and you know like I've finished football now um, having officially finished football I, you know I do believe I still can play and I probably should be playing but I'm not going to get back in at the levels I feel I want to be at or I you know I'd, I'd accept so and that's fine so you know in the meantime I've I've been doing a lot of coaching and mentoring and helping some young talents. Um, Cahill is one of them, and there's there's many more that I'm just trying to help. Yeah, I'm just trying to give back and help and be, be in football still, but on my terms. I don't want to be attached to a club or, you know, I want to, like I say, I want to stay in the game, but on my terms. And this is kind of my new chapter, I suppose. You know, they're trying to help nurture and develop young talents, and hopefully they can, like I say, that could be maybe a defining factor for them being top players, I'm hoping. And, and yeah, it's, it's been great. It's very rewarding at the moment, you know, seeing some great results with some of the lads. And, you know, Carl's come on leaps and bounds. He's absolutely flying. And, you know, I've got some lads in, 
in England. Um, two or three of the best and most academies here now from United City, Everton, Liverpool, Stoke, Burnley. Kind of, yeah, I'm just working with some really good, talented boys that I'm just trying to, like I say, give back from everything I've been through. Um, you know, good and bad. You know, I've had a long journey and it was, yeah. you know, sometimes there's a lot of drama and sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into that know, today but, now, Stephen. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, and but like they're all lessons to be learned, you know what I mean? And now my knowledge and what I've been through, my experiences is, is for me to give back and like I say, it's on my terms and I'm really passionate about it. It's kind of, you know, trying to develop these lads and, you know, now with the pitch and cove, I'm hoping to get back as much as I can and maybe, you know, take some training sessions down there and if I got to talk to the lads or if I got to like, give them insight to actually what it takes. You know, a lot of people seem to think they know what it takes to become a footballer yeah. and believe me, they don't know uh, 1% of what it takes mentally, physically, the sacrifices you have to make and, and, and you know, I look back now with, with fun memories but I know you know where where could have went better, where could have went wrong, and I know I, I you know I I observe myself in my career um, a lot, and I observe a lot a lot of surroundings, you know, other players and other cultures, the Spanish players and French, and you know, pick up a lot of things, and from now we're coming through and try to prep them for what's actually ahead, and then help them on their journey, you know. So that's kind of what I'm doing now, and I like to say I'm very very passionate about it. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I'm up to at the moment, yeah. Fantastic, Stephen. Listen, um, that sounds brilliant. And I mean, long may it continue. And I suppose that translating to this pitch in Cove will hopefully help uh, future players come through as well. Listen, Stephen, thanks for chatting to us. And uh, hopefully we'll see you down in Cove next weekend. And best of luck with the match and the event sounds and everything. Good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. Yeah, really interesting to hear from Stephen Ireland there on that Cove for Football project, which I've been following uh, online. They've done a tremendous job at Old Church Park, all four clubs coming together to make this a reality. It's absolutely fantastic stuff down in Cove, and the pitch looks absolutely fantastic. So congratulations to everybody involved with that project down in Cove, and great to hear Stephen talk about it and to talk about his uh, coaching career. Interesting to hear Stephen that uh, say that he still thinks he could uh, play the game at uh, quite a high level and uh, that he doesn't want to go down to a level which um, when he feels like he could still operate at a very high level as well so that was uh, Stephen Lauren he is only 35 after all hasn't played uh, competitively for the last three years when uh, he was at Bolton in 2018 and that was his last professional club so um, yeah it's interesting to hear him say that he thinks he can still play at a high level but um, yeah fantastic to hear him chat to, to call him there about the uh, football project and the Stephen Ireland Ashton turf pitch at Old Church Park uh, coming to a close now at uh, St James's Park in the Premier League game Newcastle have gotten uh, a goal back uh, and Eric Dyer own goal has pulled one back for them they've been reduced to 10 men as well have the Magpies after John Joe Shelby was shown two yellow cards in the space of five minutes but uh, not long left there for Tottenham to hang on and uh, try and get all three points we will um, have a full time report on that one in just a bit but we are going to talk American football now and uh, we're going to talk to our friends at the Cork Admirals uh, their junior team are in the final next weekend and the senior team are beginning preparations for next year it'll be two years at that point by the time they'll have played a game uh, but uh, rookie camp is starting in two weeks time so for more on that and the junior game I caught up with uh, head coach Alan Lamastney Okay, we're going to talk American football now and joined by our good friend, our old friend, Alan Masney of the Cork Admirals. Alan, how are you, sir? 
Hi, good, Rory. Great to hear from you again. Yeah, it's good to see you. It's good to chat to you. Um, tell us, it's a busy time for the club. We'll talk about the seniors um, in a bit and, and your, your return to action. But the juniors, it's been a fantastic run for them in the last couple of weeks. It has. Um, we came back with the, the junior team there in uh, July and their season kicked off um, what, about eight weeks ago. And um, it is there's uh, seven teams in Ireland this year. So we've been... Um, playing all, all our games above in the National Sports Centre in Dublin. Mm. So the Admirals are going into the final weekend. Now this weekend, or next weekend, coming. And uh, we're in the final for the third year in a row and hopefully looking for our third title in a row. Uh, can you talk about the games you've played so far? And I suppose, have you been improving game on game? Yeah, we've, we, we've had the first week... Um, we had uh, obviously because of COVID last year we didn't we didn't get a chance to play so we were we were two years out of action but we um, our first game back after such a long break we won fifty four nil against the Donegal Vipers mm. um, so that was a great start uh, the second game we were thirty uh, nil and then last week we played the South Dublin Panthers we won that twenty to six and the Belfast Trojans we we beat them thirty two twelve so. Um, you know, it's it's like it's great to see that you know we're, we're able to score, but we're also um, teams are improving as we're playing. Do you know what mm. I mean? As as we go along, all the teams in the league are getting better. Uh, who do you play in the final next weekend? Um, so there's a there's a, a playoff to see who we got to buy into the final. So it'll be the South Dublin Panthers versus the Belfast Trojans to see who plays us in the in the final next next Saturday. Mm. And uh, how are so, they? I mean, we've played. We've played both. So yeah, uh, they're both. I mean, look, we, the, the only last four teams have is to us. So uh, it should be a good uh, semi-final. Looking forward to seeing it. And uh, and obviously we'll we'll see who we play and uh, on the day. Um, sign of a strong uh, club, I suppose. Nah. Sorry, Alan, um, I was going to say it's just sign of a strong club, I guess. When your junior your junior section is doing so well. Yeah, well, look, we, we made a decision there back in 2017 that we needed to start um, bringing more of the emphasis on the youth squad because um, really the only way you're going to grow the club is to bring youths into it. And, you know, the NFL is so prominent now and so easily available on, you know, social media and everything that there's lots and lots of lads that are into it. Um, so, like, last year, unfortunately, we didn't get to play, but, like, we had uh, 38 lads in the youth team last year. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, 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 there's a there's a huge growth in it. So we're hoping that by you know supporting the youth, the league's youth program every year, and by helping other teams to try and you know recruit as well as just ourselves, um, that we can continue to grow the sport. And obviously, then that brings our club. You know, it it, it brings more lads than into the senior squad once they hit 18. I mean, at the moment, the youth team is from 15 to 18. Mm. And it's obviously it's fully kitted. And then once you turn 18, you're eligible to play for the senior team. Will many of the lads be making a step up to the senior team this year? Uh, of this year, we have, I think we have about seven. Mm. So there'll be, you know, so we've, um, like this year, no, we have we have everything from 15 to 18 year olds. Um, so like we've a good mix. And, uh, you know, the, the, we've guys that are in their first year this year that will be, you know, progressing to next year. And then as they go on, they usually... Like you'd be hoping that if they're when they come in at fifteen, they'll get three years' experience with this with the U team, which gives them plenty of knowledge. Then heading into the seniors. And speaking of the seniors, you're preparing for a return to action, uh, first training session back uh, next Sunday, and of course uh, looking for players for the season ahead, Alan. 
We are. We're uh, we're back on uh, to Sunday the thirty first, um, and we'll be running our f- uh, a rookie camp for the five to six weeks um, from now until December. And um, we're looking for anyone that is interested in giving it a try or that might have played before wants to come back and you know give it another try to to come down. We're in. Um, We've a new home now, which is in Old Christians Rugby Club mm-hmm. in um, Raccoonie and Glamire. Um, so we're uh, we're looking to to uh, you know build in the success we've had the last few years. And um, I mean, the club has gone from strength to strength in the last four or five years. And uh, we you know if we can get some some more uh, guys to come down, bolster the squad a bit with the with the crew that we have. Um, you know, we're looking for all shapes, all sizes. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be you know, your prototypical athlete to, to come down, you know, any size person with, because, you know, when you have O-line, D-line, like there's generally suits the bigger guys and then, you know, the skill positions, running back receivers, cornerbacks, you know, maybe slightly smaller guys. So we can fit, you know, any fella that thinks he'd like to give it a go, come down and try it as opposed to, you know, just thinking it mightn't suit him. Mm. I suppose, Alan, uh, it's, it's been a frustrating time for everyone, I suppose, involved with the sport in this country over the last two years. I mean, like, how eager is everyone to, to get back into action, get back on the field? Oh, listen, there's, there's guys and they're, they're literally counting down the days <laughs> to get back again. Um, uh, we we were, was it two days away from our first game of the season mm. when, when the, the, lock, the first lockdown happened? So we had already done the preseason training. We were ready to go and it just got, you know, I mean, like everyone else, obviously it, the whole world changed back then. Um, so now guys are just, you know, they're just really looking forward to getting back to playing some football again. I suppose the people are thinking... And of course, obviously... Sorry, go on. Sorry, Alan, go on. No, you're right. No, I was just saying that with the NFL, uh, obviously, in, you know, kicked off in there a mm. couple of weeks back as well. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's big interest in it at the moment. So guys are really chomping at the bit to get back. And I suppose, like, if, if people don't have experience, I guess, and are thinking of going down and listening to this, going to Mike, this a go, best way to do it, Alan, is just come down and give it a go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is why we run, we'd say, a rookie, you know, training few weeks, because what we do then is we, they're all rookies at it. Mm. So, you know what I mean? You get to know each other, you get to learn the, the, the basics of the game, and you get to, you know, get the basics of what we want to do with players and stuff like that before the senior team comes back in January. So it's a great way to, to learn the sport without having too much pressure on. Um, and obviously, you know, we have, we'll have all our normal coaching staff there anyway. So we'll be able to put guys into different positions and give them, let them try, you know, different, lots of guys want to play quarterback, other fellas want to play different positions. So you come down, give it a try and see what you think. And, um, and just bring boots and boots, water and gum shield and, you know, we'll start out the rest. Excellent stuff. And more information available on your social media, uh, I guess, Alan, as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm going to follow the animals and then and Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, all the information is there and, uh, you know, it gives the directions to, to all Christians and all of that. Excellent stuff. And people just turn up on the day as well. Yeah, well, you can, uh, if you go onto our Facebook page, you can actually just register your interest in that. Um, but yeah, anyone is welcome to come along on the day, and you know, just uh, we'll uh, we'll take details and everything when we get there, and just come down and we'll 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 go from there. It, it's it's very enjoyable once you mm-hmm. once people start getting into it. You know what I mean? Once you give it a try and get into it, it's it's a it's a different sport to to what you'd expect. Certainly, Alan. Uh, thanks very much for joining us today. Very best of luck for the juniors next week, and Shinoda. We'll be talking about the seniors down the road as well. Rory, thanks as usual. Talk, take care.
Yeah, it's always a pleasure talking to our good friend Alan Amastney of the Cork Admirals. Very best luck to the juniors uh, in their final next weekend. And of course, if you want to uh, take up the sport, if you want to give it a go, be sure and get on some social media and head to their training session at All Christians on uh, the 31st, two weeks from today. Um, it's a great game to, to, to watch. And if you're interested in it, give it a go and uh, go up to the Admirals. I'm sure they'll look after you. And a side note as well, self and Alan chatted on Skype today. This man's beard, absolutely incredible. The best beard I've ever seen. I had massive, massive beard envy. But uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was just a sight to behold. It genuinely was. All right, uh, it has finished at, uh, at St James's Park, Newcastle United, uh, tra- or, yeah, losing 3 2 to Tottenham. Tottenham uh, went 3 1 ahead after Callum Wilson had put the Magpies ahead after just two minutes. Eric Dyer known goal, uh, giving uh, Newcastle something to, to go for in the last couple of minutes, but they couldn't. Uh, Break the deadlocker again, and it finished uh, Newcastle two, Tottenham three. John Joe Shelby sent off as well for the Magpies with just uh, a couple of minutes uh, left in that game. But that's pretty much it from us for uh, tonight. Thank you very much indeed for listening to the show. If you've missed any of it, our podcast will be online very very shortly. On Diesel, get that on RedFM.ie or you can uh, download it from wherever you download your podcasts from. We had a really busy show today as we spoke to Douglas after their incredible win today over Nemo Rangers. That saw the champions crash out. Lee Bonsecours, Premier Senior Football Championship, and John O'Shea re- um, reacted to it for us and talked us through the game. We also heard from Castle Haven and Valley Rovers, and we heard from uh, St. Michael's and uh, St. Finbars of the uh, Rebel Oak Minor Premier 1 Football Final tomorrow. And if you missed our interview with Stephen Ireland, that'll be on our podcast tonight as well. Thank you very much indeed for listening. We're back next Saturday and Sunday from 6 the incredible Green on Red is up next 3 hours of the best Irish music coming your way with the legendary Conor Halpin enjoy the rest of your Sunday folks I'll talk to you next week The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM 96.9